0: This is Free Talk Live, and tonight's not going to be confusing at all. No, sir, no way. No way. In no. studio, it's Daryl, Chris, and Chris. That's why I say it's not going to be confusing. So we're going to have to
1: distinguish the two of you some way. To make Chris things easier? My other
0: brother, Chris? No,
1: I, I think for tonight only, I am going to self-identify as Daryl. Just to avoid any confusion <laughs> between uh, you and me.
0: Does that uh, again, work okay?
2: I, I think that works perfectly. Okay. Uh, again,
0: that would also cause... just some, can, can I call you good Chris? Oh, no. And call <laughs> you better Chris. That's fine. All right. So Ian is down in Mexico. Uh, I, I did not get word that he was arrested trying to enter Mexico on something other than a U.S. passport. Yeah. So I'm presuming that he's not in prison right now, Uh, but if everything goes as planned, Ian and Mark will be broadcasting live from Anarchapulco this weekend, the 25th through the 28th. I will be in the Keene, New Hampshire studios in case anything goes wrong, and let's hope it doesn't. (laughs) So, again, Daryl, Chris, and Chris in studio, your calls, welcome, 855-450-3733, and, you know, it's really interesting when several, you know, more than one host bring in the same story, and that's what happened tonight on a couple of our stories Chris and I, the, the better Chris, not uh, Thursday Chris. I'm not H- sure how I'm about liking that? this. H- how about that? Thursday Chris and Friday Chris. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So Thursday yeah. Chris is here on a Friday because Ian's not here. So Friday Chris brought in a story that I also happen to have had about a court ruling out of Chicago that has some implications on using your thumb to unlock your phone. Do you want to jump into the article here? Um, yes.
2: Yeah. So basically there, there is this case uh, in Chicago, I believe it is where a judge ruled uh, that the, the feds can't uh, basically nab all uh, in this case, Apple devices and, uh, in um, a house and force everybody to uh, use their fingerprints to unlock it unless there is at least a uh, suspicion of uh, a, a crime occurring. Um.
0: So I, I'm looking at the article here and I'll, I'll just read it. It says a federal magistrate in Chicago recently denied the government's attempt to force people in a particular building to depress their fingerprints in an attempt to open any seized Apple devices as part of a child porn investigation. So it sounds as though they were investigating something.
1: Right. It's almost like they had, I don't know, could be Stingray. It could be some, some method of technology. That they had determined that We, we that know
0: it someone was, here has something bad, so right. therefore
2: everybody- Right. Yeah, they lack, what they lack is a particular place to be searched, um, at least at within the house level. God, sounds um, like something. So they're- and this is not uncommon. They'll just say, oh, at this address. And it's like, okay, well, that's not really a particular place
0: or, you know, thing to- I Everything mean, inside of the city of Keene, New Hampshire- right. Right. Is to be seized and searched. (laughs) Yeah, that's overly broad. The article continues, This particular prosecution, nearly all of which remains sealed, is one of a small but growing number of criminal cases that pit modern smartphone encryption against both the Fourth Amendment protection against unreasonable search and seizures and also the Fifth Amendment right to avoid self-incrimination. According to the judge's opinion, quoting from a still sealed government filing, forced fingerprinting is part of a broader government strategy likely to combat the prevalence of encrypted devices. So this and there's a little bit of backstory, not from this particular case, but from another court ruling where there was another district court at the federal level that ruled that a government agent could force someone to put their thumbprint on a phone to unlock it because that person was in custody and arguably had no reasonable, uh, you know, something about privacy. So this entire thing, it's based on, I I wouldn't say the entire thing is based on, but a lot of the arguments here from the government agents ...is based on this belief that, well, somebody did something bad, so therefore you shouldn't have privacy, and your fingerprint can be lifted in all kinds of ways, so therefore just put your thumb on the device. Right. And if anything, I see this as a really good argument, even though in this case the court did rule that they can't force you to just you know put your thumb against every device... This is still a really good argument to not have a device that unlocks with some sort of uh, bio-encryption, I think is what they call it.
1: Yeah, there is that aspect, and there are best practices in security. I mean, there are certain things that are more secure uh, than others. We were talking about this a little bit before the show. Having an extremely long, complex password on your phone is much more secure than using a pattern or even using your fingerprint. Right. Um, but the real question is: is why are why have we allowed government agencies to bypass constitutionally protected um, speech, constitutionally protected what are what are now the modern equivalent of our papers, which is you know what we what we store on our phones and in the cloud and everything else, just because. They say they can. I mean, it's it's absurdity.
2: I, I really don't remember when I when I actually you know gave them that permission or you
1: know.
0: <laughs> well, I've never rich ca- rich. I've never given them that permission. Yeah. They have no. claimed it for themselves, so it's not and, we granted them anything.
1: So oftentimes I use those terms because I recognize yeah. that a lot of people out there are are still somewhat familiar with the Constitution, and these were the sorts of things that at least the founders and the framers intended to prevent and every time they come up with one of these new things and say well you know that the founders they could have never foreseen smartphones therefore that's not considered your papers and effects you know what i mean um, it's 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 just ridiculous Well, there, there's
0: also people that claim that the founders never thought that there would be a machine gun but there actually exactly. was there actually was some kind of machine gun that existed during the Revolutionary War.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, but the point is, is I, I think when you get into the philosophy of liberty or the philosophy of freedom, they they at least made some attempt to, to protect it. Right. Um, and whether it was successful or not, uh, and, I, I'm not sure is even open to debate you know, at th- this there, point.
0: There are technologies that I would not you know that will probably exist in say 500 or a thousand years that i can't fathom right now i still think that whatever those things are people should have the same rights to own those things as long as it's not you know some death ray that is only intended to kill people
1: right and i think uh, those rights that they were trying to protect they referred to as natural rights that kind of goes back to john locke and and a lot of the philosophers cicero and throughout history and And those are things that are uh, part of the human condition, or they were granted to us from our creator, whatever you want to say. But those rights don't change just because technology changes. We have a basic right right to privacy. We don't have to tell people what we're doing. Um, Right. And there are some people
0: that might say, well, the right to privacy is not written in the Bill of Rights. Well, it kind of is. It is. The word privacy is not there, but if you read the Ninth Amendment, and Chris— Thank you. Ninth Amendment. There's that uh, metal— Uh, copy of the bill of rights floating around here somewhere the ninth amendment basically says anything that or just because it's not written down here doesn't mean you don't have it
1: yep here's the ninth the enumeration in the constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people right
0: so Basically, in layman's terms, just because we didn't write it down doesn't mean you don't have it. This is not supposed to be an exhaustive list.
1: Exactly. There's no way we could make it an exhaustive list.
0: But yet, so few people even pay attention that the Ninth Amendment is there. (laughs) And I I don't know the last time the courts actually ruled on a Ninth Amendment case.
1: That's a good question.
0: Your calls and thoughts. Welcome. 855-450-373. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-3733. In studio, it's Daryl. Chris. And Chris. And do you want to reach people with the ideas of liberty? How about doing it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com? You can reach thousands of people with a bumper sticker, and you know that people love to read them. I, I'm fairly certain that you have occasionally been sitting at a red light and just, you know, crept up a little bit closer to that car in front of you to read those bumper stickers. People do it to you as well when you have really good bumper stickers on the back end of your car. So go to libertystickers.com. Check out the vast selection of witty, poignant, pithy, and downright bombastic liberty oriented messages. Libertystickers.com. Getting back into the article about security of some sort, specifically a court ruling out of Chicago where a judge recently denied the government's attempts to force people in a particular building to depress their fingerprints in an attempt to open any seized Apple device as part of a child porn investigation. Last year, This story from Ars Technica. Last year, federal investigators sought a similar permission to force residents of two houses in Southern California to fingerprint unlock a seized phone in a case that also remains sealed. In those cases, and likely in the Illinois case as well, which is also sealed, the prosecutor's legal analysis states that there is no Fifth Amendment implication at play. Under the Constitution, the argument is defendants cannot be compelled to to provide self-incriminating testimony for the purpose of identify or rather however giving a fingerprint is according to them not the same as giving them information that you know it was not until relatively recently <laughs> however that fingerprints What's can be used to unlock a phone
1: I mean, really? I mean, okay, well, well we just want your fingerprint. We like, don't want what's in your phone. Hey, look, you your phone's have, unlocked. Now I'm going to look at it. No, it's
0: what you have versus what you know. So if, I get it. <laughs> and I, I'll, I'll give an example because, you know, somebody listening might be a little confused here. So let's say that we're outside your front door, and the door is locked, and the feds or some agency says, you need to unlock your door. And... It's one where you unlock with a key, like a lot of doors. They can seize your key ring and open the door. Or, and that that's what you have. So you have a key. Right. If the door is one where you enter a code, that's what you know. So there's what you have versus what you know at play here.
1: Right. In either case, it would require a warrant. How can they seize my keys if they have no, they have, they have no warrant?
0: Well, they can do whatever they want. It's whether I understand. it holds up in court. I
1: get it. I again, I'm going from this from from a legal point of view.
0: Right. But the the argument here is that self-incriminating testimony, what you know, so the four-digit code to unlock your front door, right? What you know, you're uh, cannot be compelled to give over what you know. I understand, but they're saying that you can be compelled to turn over what you have or what so you are. <laughs> your fingerprint, Jeez. the the key to your front right. door. So you can just ah, oh, I bumped my head and have short term amnesia. I don't need, remember how to get inside my house. We
2: need a we need a law that protects what we are because they they're forcing blood out of us. They're forcing uh, right. you know breath out of us. You know they're forcing us to do stuff, and we're not. We shouldn't be forced to do any anything uh, that you know would uh, lead to a prosecution or arrest or, or for that matter uh, you know guilt of a crime.
1: That's a, a really good point and it goes back to self-ownership. Do I own myself? Mm-hmm. And when we acquiesce in any of these ways we're saying no we don't you have control over me.
2: And you know what's interesting also is that the they, the, the courts have ruled that uh, like Apple in the case of Apple they, they couldn't be and, and this predates Apple, but um, recently they they ruled uh, Apple couldn't be forced to develop a tool to correct, uh, you know, uh, enable the government to right. gain access to 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 a uh, I think a killer's phone or or some somebody's phone. Terrorist, um, terrorist, supposed terrorist. Yeah, terror, yeah. Suppose yeah. Terrorists, yeah or the, I think the, the, the terrorists Bernadino were a shooter. Shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Cheater. Cheater. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting that the, the government. Can't force a corporation to do something, but they can force an individual to give blood, or you know any number of. Well, things. that's
0: not producing like the blood exists within you, so they're not saying you must generate new blood cells. <laughs> they're not telling you you <laughs> uh, must solve true, the Pythagorean true. theorem. Uh, but they're they, just they taking would need, something, so they're know, taking what you if have. You,
2: if you, if you, if, if, taking a part you, of me. If you don't, if you don't give it to them voluntarily they will take it from you violently um so i'm not sure that there's a huge difference Um,
0: i i i agree with you from a philosophical standpoint i'm just telling you what the arguments are here right 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 and the government's arguments are there's a difference between what you have and what you know right the article from Ars Technica continues in a 14-page opinion and order, which was published February 16th, but only began to circulate among privacy lawyers and legal scholars on Twitter on Wednesday. Judge David Weissman wrote that while investigators did have probable cause to search a particular home, these limitations do impact the ability of the government to seek the extraordinary authority related to compelling individuals to provide their fingerprints to unlock an Apple electronic device. However, in this case, unlike the California Warrant applications, this case does not involve one particular seized device to check to see if anyone's fingerprint unlocks it. Rather, authorities seem to be using the particular fact that most modern Apple iPhones and iPads can be unlocked and decrypted if Touch ID is enabled— while some Android devices also have a single a similar fingerprint scanning function the warrant application which again remains sealed apparently only sought out Apple
1: devices doesn't I just realized that that we're all sitting here arguing like this is the biggest red herring on the face of the planet this is the government trying to convince us that it can't already get into all these devices and doesn't already know what's there oh yes, of course they do so here as we sit here debating. Civil liberties and oh, so, they have no right. And good for that judge of protect it. They're they're sitting there reading through everything anyway. Yeah,
0: you <laughs> know, possibly <laughs> because you know a lot of the stuff on the Apple devices. And sure. this is this, this is not you know any kind of statement of well, Apple's already surrendering the info, so just let the feds do whatever they want. That's not what I'm saying here. But if you're using an Apple device, don't be under the delusion that the stuff is stored completely locally. My understanding is pretty much everything on an apple device goes to the icloud almost immediately right and and as
1: exhibit one i will point you back a couple (laughs) years in time go back to those first slides that came out after edward snowden started putting everything out and and see where the lines get drawn between nsa and all these tech companies like facebook and apple and microsoft and google guys it's it's already there if you got a cell phone you're compromised oh yeah absolutely but
0: that doesn't mean that the government should have the right to compromise you even further than you already inadvertently are this is free talk live 855-450-3733 your calls and thoughts welcome the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire is having its 2017 annual convention March 18th from 2 to 9 p.m. at the Holiday Inn in Concord, New Hampshire. The banquet dinner will feature speakers Matt Phillips, president of the Free State Project, and keynote speaker Carla Howell, political director for the National Libertarian Party. Tickets for the convention and banquet are less than $60 and must be purchased before March 1st. Go to lpnh.org convention for more information or to buy tickets. That's lpnh.org convention. This is free talk live 855 450 free. That's 855 450 In studio, it's Daryl, Chris,
1: and Chris.
0: And we're talking about the ruling out of Chicago. Where a judge said that the feds cannot, at least in this particular case, cannot force people to just start putting their thumb on Apple devices to see if one of the thumbs unlocks one of the devices. Now, what this reminds me of here is Cinderella. I'm sure you're all familiar with the story, Cinderella, where the girl goes to the ball and she loses her slipper and the prince goes around and just starts shoving every woman's foot into
1: the shoe to see who's fits. I don't think they were really complaining about it, though. He was a charming prince, I'm sure. Right. But the
0: difference (laughs) is, you know, well... Uh, a similarity they're both government agents
1: yep there you go i'll give you that they're
0: both you know using something that you have as some kind of evidence of whether or not you you know fit the description basically does your shoe fit or does your foot
1: fit into the shoe does your thumb unlock the phone i wonder if that's how maxwell smart's shoe phone worked to unlock it he'd have to put his foot into it i don't know
0: (laughs) i don't know at all but you know again it's just very strange to where they're like all right we've seized all of the apple devices in this apartment and now or in this building and now everybody inside of the building has to put their thumb on each device until somebody unlocks something the judge who is both a former federal prosecutor and former fbi special agent Wrote the following, the request is made without any specific facts as to who was involved in the criminal conduct linked to the subject premises or specific facts as to what particular Apple branded encryption device is being employed, if any. First, the court finds that the warrant does not establish sufficient probable cause to compel any person who happens to be at the premises at the time of the search to give his fingerprint to unlock an unspecified apple electronic device this court agrees that the context in which fingerprints are taken and not the fingerprints themselves can raise concerns under the fourth amendment in the instant case the government is seeking the authority to seize any individual at the subject premises and force the application of their fingerprint as directly or rather as directed by government agents based on the facts presented in this application The court does not believe such Fourth Amendment intrusions are justified based on the facts articulated. So basically, let let me see if I can interpret this correctly from legalese to normal human language. It doesn't, you know, the the facts here play into whether or not you can be forced to do something. Right. So if we know uh, Chris we have reasonable suspicion that you were involved in something and we know that or at least we you know firmly believe that this is your device so therefore put all of your digits onto it until uh-huh. it unlocks they can't just say all right this ipad belongs to somebody with a 50 foot radius everybody come put your fingers on it right and they've tried that too yeah that's
2: basically what they were doing here. Is they, they've done it at a larger scale. Um, if I'm not, if I don't, if I'm not mistaken, they got everybody in a small town to give DNA evidence or something. What? Uh, not in the U.S. Um, it was overseas. Uh, hmm. I don't recall what country, but maybe like Sweden or the Netherlands or some someplace like
1: that. Sounds like something they um, could do. Yeah. Huh. That's Does interesting.
0: It sound too far off from what? Some government agent here in the U.S. would try if they oh, yeah. thought they could get away with it.
1: Well, they want the database. I mean, that's that's always yes. been a quest to to build up the government's uh, biometric databases and yep. samples. And, 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 they and they
2: don't they don't have all that information yet. Um, so
0: if you have, well, there been are arrested. some people that claim that they have all of that because when you're born, they take a piece of your DNA and affix it to the birth certificate and file mm-hmm. it with somebody somewhere. And
1: you, you think about that. Interesting thought. If you, if you could be another a, way to get it. Right, I'll be a thing about it in the military and and blood tests that you to get at a local hospital. I mean, do you know that that stuff never has gone any further than its intended purpose? Do
0: you know that the doctor performing all of your uh, examinations is actually a human? Maybe he actually <laughs> is some kind of alien from another planet. You you don't know for a fact, Chris. No, so the, the whole thing I, about you know these wild speculations is somebody can come up with an absolutely wilder speculation and because you can't prove that it's wrong they're like ha ha i got you
1: (laughs) true but i do know that we routinely get our uh bodies sampled and Mm -hmm. we do know that laws exist that we don't know anything about yes nsa was a great case in point so is there something beyond that um you know when you looked at i'd have to go back but it seems like um the, the DNA DNA uh, databases that they have from prisoners may not have began purposefully for the idea of collecting DNA, but it was a part of um, swabbing for various diseases that they routinely do in prisons, things like tuberculosis and right. stuff like that. So, So I'm just saying it's not outside the realm of possibility. I have no evidence whatsoever. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me. Now I do know and I don't remember the specifics of it but I do
0: know that even here in New Hampshire which has you know a lot more freedoms than a lot of places in the country there is something in statute about under what circumstances the like Department of Prisons can require certain inmates to give DNA samples. Right. Hmm. You know so if you've been convicted of certain crimes right they want to be able, you know, have a DNA sample, that way, you know, if your DNA ever find turns up at another crime scene of similar whatever.
1: And I think the important distinction here is that you're gonna get a lot of people that are gonna be very sympathetic to that type of thing. Well, you know, if the guy's a rapist, then absolutely <laughs> we should have his dna on file in case he if he gets out or we let him out and if he does it again we could prove it blah 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 if blah, that guy
0: jaywalks we stops. should absolutely just go ahead and amputate his feet so he never jaywalks again
1: i'm yeah. sa- i'm not saying it's right i'm saying that's how a lot of people perceive you know, it right we, and what i'm saying is is that a lot of these things that we're talking we can- about are directed at your average citizen. We,
2: we can also look at examples of what the government has already done. It's just not always here in the US. Right. Like the US government for example in uh was it Pakistan they went and they used uh under the guise of um uh sc- screening for disease or something uh for Ben Laden they basically they, they screened the whole population to try and find him. Right. Um, Sent
1: doctors door to door.
2: Right. Right. And uh, I guess they is that how they succeeded? Is that what the story is?
1: Yeah, that was part Um, of their technique. Well, specifically with that location, they did send doctors there offering free checkups and immunizations in that area to get people to open their doors. So it's certainly not beyond
2: possibility. And often when we see stuff happening elsewhere, uh, you know, it's not it, it becomes it goes from that. Uh, you know, speculation, wild speculation, to a reasonable argument with
1: evidence to back up. For some, uh, for some, you know, some will go. Well, yeah, overseas, but it would never happen here, Chris.
2: <laughs> well, it's happened somewhere, right? I know, That's, I know. But that—that so, so that, that is out that of, resistance, out of, you know, out of our reality is a bit f- far
1: fetched. I agree completely. But, it
2: is
0: but there are things that have happened that have happened in the U.S. by the U.S. government. That people say, well, that could never happen
1: again. Like we're like, <laughs> not really gonna lock up everybody of a certain race. I mean, that's the kind of thing that's. Oh, that's right. Oh, I, I was thinking. I, I, was I was thinking
0: more along the lines of giving people syphilis and all the weird different that never, uh, things oh, that they were yeah. doing on the
1: Tuskegee oh. Airmen. Yeah, I forgot about that one too. That would
0: never happen here again. Oh, you mean it actually did happen, and it might be happening again? Yeah. The U.S. government does horrible, horrible things. There's more from this article, plus your calls and thoughts. Welcome. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. This is
3: Free Talk
0: Live. 855 450 free that's 855 in studio it's daryl chris and chris and how would you like to save money on things that you're going to buy online i would well you're in luck chris cool. you can go to save at purse.com save 5 10 15 20 25 percent possibly a little bit more on things that you are going to buy anyway from Amazon. Again, what you do, go to saveatpurse.com. You fund your purse account with Bitcoin. And then somebody decides, I'm willing to buy your Bitcoin for a markup. They buy your products out of your Amazon wish list. You get the products. Amazon gets the money. They get the Bitcoin. And you save big time
1: could be big time was uh, that a win 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 situation it, it's like a There's it's a like whole a bunch triple of wins, wins with, at least yeah uh,
0: as charlie sheen would say hashtag winning <laughs> now there are times that i don't try to save 15 or 20 percent. i'll do what's called the purse instant buy to where i'm saving five percent and i'm getting the prime member discounts right and sometimes, you know, those prime discounts are good enough to where, you know, it's worth it to just go ahead and only save 5%. I, I'm, you know, using only saving 5% as right. if that's somehow me paying extra. But when you can save 20% or more, and I have done it numerous times, saving only 5% feels almost like paying full price. But again, go to save at purse dot. Calm. the story that we started the show off with judge out of chicago rules that the feds cannot force everybody in an apartment building to just start putting their thumbs on apple devices trying to unlock one of them saying again let me scroll back up uh, the court agrees that in the context in which the fingerprints are taken and not the fingerprints themselves can raise concerns under the 4th amendment. So again, it's not the 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 court is not saying here that nope, your fingerprint is protected at all times against government actors that want to take your fingerprint. They're saying the specifics of the case determine whether or not your fingerprint can be some kind of protected information or protected item. 4th amendment, not 5th amendment here. Correct. Again, the difference: Fourth Amendment is what you know. Fifth, or rather, Fourth Amendment is what you have. Fifth Amendment is what you know. Sure. And again, that's just a very uh, basic breakdown of so the legal distinctions.
2: It's, it's the courts have basically just decided: Oh, it's unreasonable for, in this circumstance. In this circumstance, yes, But in this other circumstance, we're going to say it's it's totally reasonable. Right, and it's kind of
0: like how the courts, sure. uh, totally the, the courts, when ruling on whether or not something was obscene, said, we can't define it, but we know it when we see it. <laughs> yeah, We can't define when your rights are being violated, but we know
1: it when we see it. Well, and and it's not just in stuff like this, that the courts have twisted the ideals of the Constitution like a balloon animal, Wickard versus Filburn. I mean, we're talking about a guy who grew wheat on his own land, didn't ship it anywhere, didn't mm. even sell it to his neighbors, oh, yeah, used it for his own personal use, and the court decided that, yes, that was interstate the, commerce. The federal no.
2: government. Yeah, the, the they, federal they government. They ruled that
0: that was interfering with
1: I, interstate absolutely commerce. Absolutely, because he was affecting <laughs> the supply of wheat.
4: Right. So they weren't, saying, they I weren't understand.
0: saying that he was involved in they no. said he was interfering with
1: which meant that they could regulate it and Correct. It's, it's the insanity like that that has wreaked the havoc that we now live under and it's like i said it's not just privacy issues and it's not just arrests it's you can take virtually any amendment of the bill of rights any part of the constitution and see where government and or or usually uh, uh complicit with the courts has, has just devastated the ideas behind them
2: yeah, the safety is like the number one thing that they use. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's always it's, it's always safer. well.
0: The words "general welfare" it's in right, the Constitution. right there in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we, we've got to protect the general welfare. So therefore, we can do whatever we want. What's
1: that? A- anything is the court's ruling, and and that's the insanity. Necessary and proper
0: to protect the general welfare. So therefore, give us all of your stuff. Interstate commerce,
1: anything that could be shipped over interstate. <laughs> Anything that it could impact
0: could anything, be or is, or hasn't yet been, but so might be one day. If right.
2: we shut the road, the, the, the borders down, right? You know, the highways. Does that, you know, give us our <laughs> rights back? No, no, no. because
0: then they would then say that escape. you're racketeering and involved in some sort of uh, civil conspiracy to prevent and. You're interfering with oh, interstate right. of commerce. Of course, of course. So basically, no matter what you do, you're interfering with interstate commerce. So therefore, the feds can regulate. Wait, so you. if I stop
2: buying some, you know, you're interfering with, with interstate
1: commerce. You could be compelled to purchase things. Interesting. No, they'd Interesting. never do that. They ne- government would never make you buy. S- Obamacare. So I'm wait, sorry. what if I
2: what if I incorporate? Because uh, uh, Apple, remember Apple here recently was the, the government ruled they didn't have they could not be forced to do something.
1: I already see this so volume, this argument's if already I falling apart.
2: Incorporate? Can uh-huh. I not be forced to do something?
1: But didn't we just no. decide that corporations are now people? <laughs> so now actually that
0: was not a recent decision (laughs) that was first ruled in i believe it was 1816 recently reaffirmed so yeah times right but uh, again it was only one specific thing that the court said apple could not be forced to do so it wasn't we can't force you to do anything it was we can't force you to decrypt this phone because no, no, no. they knew that's not
2: right. It was they, they couldn't be forced to develop a tool to
0: decrypt that right. phone because right. that tool would be able to be if used to they, decrypt every phone. And, and the difference, and that's outside the scope of what Darryl, the, the there, there's a there's a distinct
2: difference though. If they had developed a tool already, they could be forced to use it possibly. But because no tool existed,
0: right, they that's could not why they couldn't be, be forced to do. right. Right, right. Uh, They they could not be forced to create a tool to decrypt a particular phone because then it would be able to be used to decrypt every phone. Very much, and that was
2: outside the scope of this. Very much reminds me of the censorship, the filters I have in many countries, and it 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 went from I I, I talked about this last Friday. It, It went from being about child porn to being about piracy. Right, right, and if if those filters never existed, we there there's no slippery slope. But because the filters existed, they can now the private industry can now force uh, ISPs to to censor sites. Um, right, and this is not in the United States, but internet service provider. Right, right, right. This is not the United States, but in Canada, um, uh, Australia, now uh, the UK, uh, many European countries, um, and of course, you know, I don't, I don't know what, what's going on with China, but you know, it could happen in China. They're they're big on censorship too. There.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Google's practicing that to some degree with Natural News as of yesterday, too.
0: Yeah, and part, now hold on, I I heard that. Google has blacklisted you can't find natural news, and then I did a search for natural news and found the website and a bunch of articles saying you can't find natural news on Google.
1: Right, Uh, but what they can do is they can affect how their algorithm reports uh, findings. They've been able to do that since there was a Google, so... So uh, right, again, but
0: that's different than saying Google has removed all references to this site from their site. No, but which is a, how it's been
1: reported. Absolutely, as a consumer's point of view, uh, from a consumer's point of view, I want to know which which companies are. Deciding really what I see and what I don't see and things like that, which pretty much all well, of them at this point.
2: I, I, I can I can assure you the entertainment industry is manipulating your Google results now. Oh, of course. Um, there was a there's a recent agreement between in uh. Well, this might only apply to the UK, but in the UK, uh, there was a recent agreement that was basically you know thrusted down by entertainment industry uh entret- entertainment uh, entertainment industry industry on politicians and and threats of uh passing laws to force google to basically you know censor and uh, as a result there's now a a voluntary agreement between the entertainment industry (laughs) and google uh so you won't you won't find any uh piracy sites at least unless you know what you're doing um you're on google uk
0: So back to this article very quickly. Ars Technica did speak with several lawyers about the case, and one of them, a Philadelphia-based tech lawyer, Abraham Rain, told Ars Technica via email, As I read the opinion, the government relies on old fingerprinting cases to argue that the Fourth and Fifth Amendments don't stand in the way of what they are seeking to do here But, as the court points out, there's a big difference between using a fingerprint to identify a person and using one to gain access to a potentially vast trove of data about them and innocent third parties. This is Free Talk Live, Hour
4: 2, coming up next. Your calls and thoughts welcome, 855-450-FREE. We just got our new Rye Guys t-shirts. I chose the Power Corrupts shirt and the I'm Already Against the Next War shirt. These quality shirts look good and feel good, and they feature clever, thought-provoking designs to promote freedom, peace, and healthy skepticism of modern mythologies. The Rye Guys donate a portion of proceeds to Antiwar.com and the Future of Freedom Foundation. Enter coupon code FTL at checkout to get 15% off your order. That's RyeGuys.com. W-R-Y-Guys.com. RyeGuys.com. It's a Rye Wit for today's shit.
0: This is Free Talk Live, kicking off our number two in studio. It's Daryl, Chris, and Chris. And so far, this has not been confusing. Yeah, we don't. I've been able to distinguish between the two of you. Hopefully, the (laughs) listeners are also not confused about which
1: Chris and Chris and their other brother, Chris. Despite the names, we really look different. Oh, quite <laughs> which helps daryl out tremendously
0: yeah one of you has glasses and the other one doesn't what well, one of you has gray hair and the other one doesn't have gray hair some well, hair come on i didn't say he doesn't have hair oh, i said okay. he
2: doesn't have gray hair I, I am missing a bunch of hair on the top is if you're tall enough
1: i am too that's why i like wearing the headphones oh are it you sort of I, covers. I, was, I
2: wasn't aware of that yeah you, you weren't aware that he was wearing <laughs> headphones no 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 that he was balding <laughs> on top yeah, there may be a little thinning up there. Thinning, thinning. Yeah. That's what that's what I like to, to say. But,
1: Euphemistically.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we spent the first hour talking about the court case, or rather the court ruling in Chicago. The case itself is still mostly sealed, so we don't have a lot of details, but the judge did rule that in this particular case that... The government agents could not just tell everybody in an apartment building to push their thumb against all of the Apple devices until one of them unlocked. Is, was this really in a
2: whole apartment building they were trying to go after? It
0: said a building. Okay, so I'm guessing it was an apartment. It, it, it didn't really say me. what kind it, that, of building. That
2: really wouldn't surprise me. Uh, they've they've been extending it further and further. I I know. Um, I know they've actually tried to search houses next to. Uh, the places where uh they've had war, they got warrants for the houses oh, yeah. next to because they're within range of a Wi-Fi access point, which seems absurd. Well, to and me. there have right. been
0: times where the cops have just shown up to the wrong house. They've shown up to. First Avenue South I've instead seen, of First Avenue North. I've or seen worse. videos where
2: they get a warrant for one address, one address, like in a duplex. They break into the the they get the the warrant for the wrong address. They break into right. the one the mistaken one that they got the warrant for, and then they break the door down between the two apartments in order to right. uh you know get into the one they want. Right. Yep. That's not you know that's not uh. <laughs> unethical or uh no
0: it's totally unethical but unfortunately courts wind up saying oh you just
1: made a mistake so therefore it's okay right Right. government's generally forgiven
0: and
2: and the worst part is it's it's against uh they're they're targeting uh, reporters actually in the case that I'm, i'm thinking of
0: right and we're actually going to be getting into an article where the white house has apparently told certain reporters they're not allowed and so other reporters said All right, you know what? We're boycotting your event. We'll get to that in moments. But first, to the phones, 855-450-3733. We've got James calling in from Laughlin, Nevada. James, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts.
5: Uh, I just want to chime in. I, I understand civil liberties, trust me. I've fought overseas for this country, and I understand what you guys are saying about civil liberties. But the simple fact is, if you're doing something wrong that's endangering somebody, i.e. child pornography, i.e. terrorism, to me, that's the same thing as being arrested with a felony. You lose your rights. That's per the 14th Amendment, is you have your rights so long as you abide by the law of the land. Once you have fallen from the law of the land, then you lose your rights to civil liberty. Sorry. I mean you're still protected as far as a right to a, a fair trial, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty. But if we go on the premise that you guys are stating that that oh he can't get into it, well, you know what? You shouldn't have been doing what you were doing. I'm sorry. Yeah. And just to chime in on your extra thought going in forward, um, CNN is fake news. I mean, they take words out of people's mouths and twist them totally around to where they're not fake. That's why the ratings are dropping. So CNN was banned because they falsely said that the White House was asking the FBI to stand up for them. No, that's not what was said. And I'm tired of CNN, MSNBC, NBC, all these liberal networks telling me that I'm thinking wrong or I hear wrong. That's a problem. Like Nika said, on that she thinks that the media should control people's minds. I, but I, either way,
1: no, I was, I was. Go ahead. go ahead and finish your thought because I had a couple things I wanted to say. Go ahead.
5: But you know, we've been told what to think for so long. You know, I as I don't even consider myself Republican anymore. I'm a constitutionalist, and I will fight for your freedom. Like I said, I have fought overseas. I've been deployed three times. I'm going back over there now as a civilian, and I will protect anybody. But there's a price in that, and the price is you have to be a law-abiding citizen. The price is you have to be illegal. If if you want to come in this country, come in here English, uh, legally. That's the price you pay for the freedom that this place, that, that America provides. Because let me tell you, until you've lived overseas, and you guys talk about U.K. and Africa and China and stuff— Go live over there. Go live in, in Saudi Arabia, where they'll cut your head off uh, if you uh, drunk drive and kill somebody. Mm-hmm. You don't. You get a trial, you go before the king, and if he deems you guilty, you get your head chopped off. Point blank, and period. Okay. So I think America provides a lot of freedom, and people need to wake up and realize there's a debt to be paid. And liberalism is not paying a debt. Liberalism, by definition, is, is to me is going against the Constitution. Okay, liberalism- so for,
0: first off, you, you've covered a lot of ground here. Three. So first off, I, I just want to say that we're not liberals on this show. <laughs> we're libertarians. And Chris, you had some things that you yeah, wanted to address. Yeah. Here. So
1: I, I wanted to kind of – I guess I'll go in reverse order, and you guys might have to help me if I miss something here. But uh, first of all, the idea that, um, that people who come here illegally do not possess the same rights that people that are here do. Um, I, I would say that there's a strong body of of writings from our founders and framers that negate that very idea, and that's why the term um, protection of the people is used frequently in the Bill of Rights. It's used frequently in the Constitution because they purposely uh, did not want to only uh, allow uh, certain protections, which they considered protections of natural rights that the that these are things that were given to you by god or part of the human condition rights that you're endowed with by your creator right <laughs> that that was the protection so so that's kind of my my first comment um that the second going backwards well, the, the first
0: thing that go ahead he mentioned was uh the fact that the people in this apartment building in Chicago right. okay. don't have it. rights because somebody was allegedly involved with child porn.
1: Right, and I will just pause it because you sound like a man. You have convictions. Um, but I would encourage a, a little deeper reading into what those purposes, the purposes behind these protections that lie in the Bill of Rights and lie in the Constitution are all about. They're not to reinforce the uh, the um innocence of the innocent they are there to protect those that are guilty or that may be guilty or those that have been accused so if you say that everybody shouldn't you know worry because they're they're being forced to put their finger against the phone because they were in the neighborhood of someone who may have accessed child pornography i gotta wholeheartedly disagree with you every single person including that person that did that heinous act has the same protections under the Constitution, and that's what you took an oath to uphold and defend, and I respect that. Um, But but,
0: isn't there this whole thing of innocent until proven
1: guilty? There is, and and that's why we do have the the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Sixth Amendment. These are all protections when we are accused of doing something wrong. I don't condone the behavior whatsoever, but I have to respect that everybody is entitled to those same rights.
5: I get that, and I, I agree with you that everybody's entitled to rights, and maybe not have the whole building. But what I'm saying is, if they narrow it down to this individual on this IP on this phone, you know, identified by serial number, they should be made. I mean, if they have a that, warrant and they that's have reason to believe that he, but
1: that's not what happened, happened. No, no. But James. I I think what he's saying is, is okay. I've got it narrowed down to an IP address. I've got it narrowed down to an individual and I've got it narrowed down to a location. Rarely. And does then that, that person, no, nah, and then we go and get a warrant. Then, absolutely, that person can, could be compelled, in my mind, to put the finger on the scanner.
0: And that's not what happened in no. this case. James, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Your calls and thoughts welcome 855 450, free. this is free
1: talk
0: live 855 450 free that's 855 450 3733 in studio it's daryl chris and chris and we mentioned this article briefly at the top of the hour the story out of the white house where you've Probably heard that the White House told certain news agencies that they weren't welcome. Well, apparently, a few other news agencies decided that they were going to boycott a White House press briefing. The story comes from The Hill. Time Magazine and the Associated Press refused to attend a press gaggle with White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer on Friday, which several news outlets were blocked from attending. Spicer held a smaller question-and-answer session in his office in lieu of a traditional press briefing on Friday because President Trump spoke earlier in the day at the Conservative Political Action Conference, also called CPAC. But several high-profile news outlets were excluded from attending The Gaggle, including The New York Times, The Hill, and Politico, among others that also included CNN. The AP and The Times were both permitted to attend but refused to do so. While many mainstay news organizations were blocked from the Q&A, some conservative outlets were allowed in, including Breitbart and The Washington Times. Several major news organizations were let in to cover the gaggle, including ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, Reuters, Bloomberg, and McClatchy. The White House Correspondents Association criticized the White House's handling of the gaggle on Friday
1: thoughts on this well i had a lot of thoughts because i got a message from a friend of mine who's a sometimes listener on here just going you know what do you think about this it seems like uh there's a first amendment issue here and i i think that i i like to think <laughs> somewhat uh longingly that that at least when the federal government or state governments or local governments act that they really should be obeying the Constitution. <laughs> Call me silly. Uh, I recognize silly. That. I recognize that. But um, are you infringing on the freedom of the press when you're doing this? And that was the first thought. The second thought was: Is there a sort of a Fourteenth Amendment issue here regarding equal protection? You know, are you choosing hmm. uh, one over another and and like that?
0: So let let me sort of answer the Fourteenth Amendment thing. Because it seems to me that there's this thing called the White House Correspondents Association that somehow decides who is and is not allowed to cover certain White House stuff, probably. So if they're picking and choosing, then... Could we wind up, uh, you know, we being Free Talk Live, could we send a representative or could we find someone that lives in the D.C. area to be our representative to go to all of these uh, White House events?
1: I think it's a perfect job for you.
0: Are they winding up coming up with other criteria of, oh, no, you have to have someone whose primary function it is to cover the White
1: House? Right. But is that a government organization or is that a private organization? I don't know. And there's a di- distinct difference there. You know what I there, mean?
0: There is, but if the White House only allows members of the White House Correspondents Association right to come to White House briefings just like there there are some states to where in order to get a member of the media into certain areas of the state building. Sure. There are certain criteria. So in Alabama, you have to have someone whose primary function it is to cover the goings-on of the legislative body. Right.
1: And those those there's types only, of laws aren't th- There's only,
0: like, one or two newspapers in the entire state that have someone whose primary job it is right. to cover the legislature. So they're the only ones that are able to go into the press room at the alabama state house
1: right so and that's a state law or is that a it's a state law okay well that's that's but
0: still there's the argument that right. they're not giving equal protection or equal representation of free press right. because they're picking and choosing which members of the media
1: by setting are actually media is, right by setting the bar so high this, that only a couple an, could meet
2: it this is an interesting perspective i usually when i think for free speech i think you know, you or I being able to come out, like p- publish a website or publish a newspaper, but this is this is taking a totally different angle on it. Right, the, because the right. First Amendment also says it. Freedom yeah, of absolutely. the press. Absolutely. Um, and they are and they're inhibiting press.
0: Um, certainly. Right, and I, I don't think anybody would argue, now you could argue whether or not you agree with the way CNN reports on things, but I don't think anybody's arguing that CNN is not the media.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and this, in a way, sort of surprises me because one of Trump's first things that he did, it doesn't, given how things have transpired, do you believe it's only been just over a month? It seems like this has been going on for decades now. Um, but one of Trump's first things uh, he did was to invite uh, very small media to attend uh, some of the press briefings and things like that, which I, I kind of applauded him for doing that. Um, organizations that would not normally get that type of access. But then with all the fake news stuff, no, this does, doesn't surprise me, but it disappoints. Um,
0: now, on a somewhat related note, and I get these emails all the time from public policy polling, they asked people about various news outlets. Do you see this entity as credible or not credible? CBS, ABC, NBC, New York Times, CNN, and Fox all had positive credibility ratings, meaning that more people saw them as credible than not credible. Uh, And those going in order. CBS uh, had a plus 25 credibility rating, meaning that uh, 25% more people saw them as credible than not. ABC had a plus 22. NBC plus 21. New York Times plus 19. CNN Of those with a positive credibility rating had the second lowest, with a plus 15. 52% of respondents saw them as credible, 37% not credible. Fox News, 46% of respondents view Fox News as credible, 40% not credible. And now for the entities that were seen as not credible by a vast number of people, the Daily Caller, InfoWars, and Breitbart. Only 6% of respondents viewed Daily Caller as credible, 7% viewed InfoWars as credible, and 12% viewed Breitbart as credible. I'll ca- oh, go ahead. Finish. Public I'm policy sorry. polling said that all five of the outlets that Trump singled out for attack last week are seen as credible by a majority of the public. Out of the supposed Trump-friendly news outlets, only Fox News came out as credible
1: so i was trying to find an article i'd read and and it gets really confusing as i google for it um but the headline of the article was uh americans trust trump more than mainstream media so i go to search for this and i see like five stories that say more americans trust the mainstream media than donald trump with a couple that say the reverse you know what i mean so I'm glad you mentioned that, because Public Policy
0: Polling also asked that question. Cool. Who do you think has more credibility, Donald Trump or New York Times, NBC, CNN, ABC, and CBS? Donald Trump lost to all of them by at least 10 percentage points. Wow. This is Free Talk Live, your calls and thoughts. Welcome Whether it be on the media, using your fingerprint to unlock phones, or whatever is on
4: your mind, 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk
0: Live, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Have you ever wanted to start your own blog or website, but you've not yet been able to put your idea into action? Well, you're in luck. HostGator, one of the top hosting companies out there, is offering a special deal to Free Talk Live listeners. Go to hostgator.com/ftl and you can get up to 50% off their regular prices. Hosting your own website or blog can be intimidating, but HostGator makes it easy. HostGator offers a simple one-click easy installation for WordPress and they have 24/7 over the phone or live chat tech support and a very intuitive and user-friendly control panel that puts the power of creation and the simplicity of use into the hands of you, the customer. HostGator has a 99.99% uptime rating, so you don't have to worry about outages. To get the special offer of up to 50% off for Free Talk Live listeners, visit HostGator.com FTL. We're talking about the media and... Who has more credibility? Should media outlets be excluded from covering governmental functions such as White House press briefings, etc.? Chris, you had mentioned Thursday, Chris, had (laughs) mentioned, and that's because it's Daryl, Chris, and Chris. Uh, Thursday, Chris, you mentioned that you saw a headline that said uh, voters find trump more credible than media and i've got numbers that say the complete opposite right and you know that's the wonderful thing about statistics is that you can basically use them to prove whatever you want and it's all in how you ask the questions
1: right yeah absolutely and that that's what we don't get from these sometimes you get that in the story they'll say when asked this question Um, But at least my story doesn't
0: have That's one thing I like about public policy polling is you can actually look to see what the question was, the order that they asked the question. Right, which has an impact. And then they notate whether or not they randomized the answers or if they randomized a series of questions.
1: Well, that is very geeky and very cool, but I, I respect them for for doing that and putting all that information out there instead of, you know, like fake news always does. See, I'm falling for it, too. You know, just put out the results to spin it whichever way they want to spin it.
0: So under Trump approval rating, 45% approve of Trump, 48% disapprove of Donald Trump, broken down by whom people voted for in the presidential election ninety two percent of Trump voters approve of Trump. I think that's probably the most shocking is that eight percent of people that voted for Donald Trump don't approve of the guy.
1: I'm surprised that only eight percent don't yeah. approve. I mean it's been a crazy month yes, I'm gonna say it again. It just seems like this has been going on forever, and it's literally been a month and four days
0: 89 percent of hillary voters do not approve of donald trump five percent do approve the rem- the remaining are not sure of whether they approve or not nearly one in three gary johnson voters approve of donald trump and just under one in five jill stein voters approve of donald trump
1: now, i don't think any real surprises with any of those Do you you find them surprising? mm, No, not really. Yeah. And
0: then they do break down the uh, thing where they ask people about, do you find CNN or Fox or Breitbart or InfoWars to be a credible news source? And the thing that I found interesting is that Gary Johnson voters were the largest segment that found InfoWars to be a credible news source with 12%. That just boggles my
1: mind. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. I, I think... Uh,
0: oh, I didn't say it surprised me. I just said I thought it was interesting yeah. that they you know actually showed that.
1: No, I, th- I think libertarian or libertarian thinking folks or libertarian leaning or whatever are, are probably more... Interested in going out of the mainstream news to see what they can learn.
2: Yeah, but anybody who's watched Infowars for one than two <laughs> minutes, I mean, or it's, it's
0: tough. But, to but every tried to read one of the articles from the site to where it links to something else on the site to prove <laughs> that what they're claiming is true. I mean,
2: you know, you know, I guess maybe if you take a step back and you look at it in perspective. You can say they're equally uncredible. <laughs> There's something along those lines, right? But
0: I would probably have to agree with that. Let's go to the phones. We've got Eric calling in from Delray Beach, Florida, listening to the LRN app. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts.
6: Good evening. I'm I'm calling in. Uh, this topic is absolutely fascinating to me as an anarchist. With uh, with With Trump's, uh, uh, you know, plan with the press, this this sort of like shoot from the hip, right? uh, uh, Just wild west sort of sort of uh, uh, press press fiasco that's going on. And you guys brought up so many uh, important and at the same time, you know, uh, conflicting. Uh, positives and negatives, I mean, yeah, there's absolutely some issues here about uh um, you know freedom of speech, which obviously you know even as an anarchist who um you know the Constitution is sort of like this 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 fairy godmother that that <laughs> that we have, I think you know it's it's sort of like it's there, but uh you know we we hope to use it for our benefit. Knowing full well that the government will violate it with, with uh without even thinking about it. Right. I, I've been
0: I've been listening to the uh Game of Thrones uh audiobooks, the Song of Ice and Fire yeah. series. Right. And one of the recurring phrases that they use uh dealing with, you know, various parchments from the king, oh, you've got a paper shield. Right right it's a piece of paper that's supposed to shield you from so it's a paper shield right swords go right through it right and Mm. that's what the constitution is it's a paper (laughs) shield that swords and bullets will go right through and as lysander spooner said about 150 years ago whether the constitution be one thing or another it has either authorized such tyranny as we have or been powerless to prevent it in either case it's unfit to exist
1: absolutely yeah but I do Absolutely, think it's worth yeah. always bringing up because, you know, when we look at the people that are kind of closest to a libertarian mindset, the ones that at least profess to be about smaller government and more freedom and keeping government out, they will still cling to the Constitution. And, and it's right. it's to me, it's it's speech that may get more people involved in taking the next step. That's the Wait, only reason I keep I bringing may, it
6: up. If I may. Please. Please. Um, And that's a very interesting point. And that Spooner quote, um, I first heard that I believe I was 14 years old. uh, So 1983, 84, I'm 46 years old. Uh, I was a young punk rock kid and Spooner struck me like, like punk rock did, you know? I mean, that is the foundation to me uh, of my uh, vision, vision of anarchism and, and yeah, it's like this it's really difficult because you know, we look at, at at the advancement of civilization since the Enlightenment, okay? So we've got the Magna Carta, okay, and over the next couple hundred years the introduction of the, the concepts of, of natural rights, uh, and then into into classical liberal thought mm-hmm. um, which led up you know, intellectually led up to the French Revolution and then the American Revolution. So We've got the Tocqueville, uh, we've got Bastiat, uh, you know those sort of fellows over there, sure. um, who who were so influential on us. Um, and then the American Revolution, and for all of its flaws, which Spooner, you know, calls out so well. I mean, there. Are, that's the peak of, of human freedom uh, until. Vision that Spooner and the original anarchist had, which obviously never came true, but
1: until the next day,
0: Eric, hold that thought. I think you have more there. This is free talk live 855 450 free. That's 855 450 37. This is free live 855 450 free that's 855 450 3733 in studio it's daryl chris and chris and so far we've not been that confused about which chris i'm talking to piece of cake easy hold on there's cake (laughs) what kind of cake
1: chris brought the cake no, no you didn't exactly now just, <laughs> no, just try to mess with him
0: and i'm also not going to eat cake because i'm being a good boy i'm trying to drop about another 20 pounds you're wasting away to uh, nothing already no i've actually i i'm about 20 pounds heavier right now than i was a year ago so i'm trying to get back down to about 175 so no cake for a while okay let's nope. go back to the phones <laughs> we had eric call in And I I think he was in the midst of making a point about the connections between some of the French philosophers and some of the American philosophers from around the time of the American Revolution. And a little bit after, uh, you mentioned Bastiat, who in the late 1840s wrote a book called The Law. Which was probably one of the first actual pieces of what I would consider to be libertarian philosophy that I ever read.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So continue with your thoughts, Eric.
7: Okay, so
6: what I see here is, you know, uh, and this is I'm going to try to draw this all together into what's going on with Trump right now, and I will state outright that I am completely anti-Trump. Okay, Um, however, I am fascinated by this what's going on with the press. And uh, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm getting out there with, uh, you know, the, the French and and then the uh, influence on the Americans, the creation of the classical liberal United States based upon uh, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. You know, as anarchists, voluntarists, libertarians, uh, you know, it, it's it's such a, you know, it's like a whack a mole thing. Whether Jesus. You know, do I do I cite the Constitution, or do I acknowledge that it's something that can be voluntary, uh, can be violated by the state all the time? And looking, you know, as we go forward, uh, you know, from the American Revolution, uh, we hit this point around the late 1800s where you have this uh, what I consider the death of classical liberalism,
1: the okay? beginnings of the Progressive uh, yeah. Era.
0: I'm sorry.
1: Uh, I was going to say the the beginnings of the progressive era. That's that was the That's late 1800s started in, the
0: in the Republican that a, Party,
1: if I remember correctly. Yeah, the, Theodore Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Go ahead.
0: Okay. So,
6: so uh, and that coincided with the, the London School of Economics and, and this this you know this, this fellow called Keynes and his colleagues. Okay, so that all kind of gets exported. We have now, instead of just the French influence on American this experiment in democracy, this republic, uh, we get all this English stuff coming over here, and and uh, part of that was, you know, fueled by the Industrial Revolution, the vast natural resource of the United States, and and one of the major things about the United States was its press, okay, uh, which was looked upon with, you know, by the monarchies and despots of old Europe with absolute horror.
1: Right. But, how, how could you possibly that, let them say what they think?
6: Correct. But if we really look at it, okay, uh, you know, it, it, as, as we are now here in 2017, we see the beginnings of, of, of yellow journalism, okay, of, of this post-industrial revolution, where we have the rise of robber barons. Uh, we have the, you know, in, in the magical year of 1913, where suddenly we have income tax and we have, you know, all, uh, the Federal Reserve, all these violations. And I really think that at that point, uh, yellow journalism really kicked into high gear. And I, I think it has continued through. Uh, yellow journalism was uh, w- was... The term was coined by Edmund Burke, and uh, we see we see a history of, uh, of actual barons within the media. Okay, and right. We look at Pul- uh, Pulitzer versus Hearst. Uh, we we you know we see these families controlling the uh, the journalism and and. And journalism turning into a bread circus here in the United States.
1: And I, I think I'm you're really on to something with that, because I've I've always seen the rise of progressivism as the beginning of—I agree with you completely—it it was beginning to put the nails into uh, classical uh, liberalism that we had experienced up to that point. So along comes progressivism, and with progressivism, uh, ironically, built on the fruit of uh that that classical liberalism brought, which was great wealth to a great many people, now you did have these people that were absolutely willing um to to sort of give up their their own uh reputations to become tools of the state and again the hearse and and all the other uh big media families and then we had the expansion of media itself. Radio was a revolution, and, and newspapers no longer were just read You know, uh, because of the telegraph. Now newspapers could become nationwide. So I definitely agree with News you. News
0: could spread faster instead of having to wait on you know a pony to <laughs> exactly. go from one place to another. Eric, thank you for the call.
1: I think it's a really interesting point, though. I, I, I just look back at the progressive era and think that is without a doubt the lowest point in america's history yeah and, and and we're still suffering we suffer every day of decisions that were made in in the late 1800s and the early 1900s
0: and one thing that never really dawned on me before was the timeline of when the progressive era happened was almost immediately after the invention into or the implementation in the United States of the so-called Australian ballot to where political groups could no longer make up their own ballots and distribute to potential voters to go cast on election day to where the governments started printing and controlling who is allowed on the ballot. Interesting. That was the late 1880s when the australian ballot was brought to the united states the progressive era is said to have begun in the 1890s
1: but that yeah and that what the progressive era was all about was centralized government bigger government uh we we can we know better than you what
0: you need what what better way to get centralized government than to have governments control who you're allowed to vote for
1: exactly and it, it it is a horrible period in American history. I, I encourage everyone to to look into it, study it. Uh Judge Andrew Napolitano wrote a great book called um God uh Theodore and Woodrow and it is breaking down the, the presidencies of a Republican and a Democrat who were both very much uh progressives and you can really begin to see how we ended up where we did with FDR and and the socialism that came, you know, that, that's still going on today. Mm. Let's
0: go back to the phones. We've got Sarah calling in from Albuquerque. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts.
3: Yeah, so right now, city um, of Santa Fe, they're uh, working to pass that sugar tax. And I feel that, you know, we need to, I mean, New Mexico, the whole city, state needs to pass that sugar tax because, you know, I would love to, you know, put those um, dialysis clinic centers, I would like to put them out of business because, you know what, we could afford to lose those jobs. You know, I don't want those jobs created. I want those jobs to be gone.
1: What about the people that really do need dialysis?
3: well, the thing about it is that if you have kidney failure from diabetes, that's why they have a dialysis clinic. Right. That's the so you, you why, would, they, why they have
1: those. You would say that those people should just no longer get dialysis and die?
3: No, that's what, I, what I'm saying is that when, we, when people consume less sugar, we would have less diabetes, therefore less kidney failure.
0: That, that's so a the theory, but but there are two different types of diabetes. diabetes. There's one that is genetic that you're born with, and then the other one is from consuming too much sugar. And your body does not distinguish between sugar from an apple and sugar from a 24-ounce cola.
3: You know, I, I think that's a complete lie because I'm hearing different things about it. See, the natural sugars, like from corn or peaches or yam, fructose, our bodies um, can't handle it without going into shock. Now, the unnatural sugars, it makes our um, pancreas, uh, the insulin cells go goes, it cannot handle it. So that's hmm. a misinformation that you're putting out. That I don't know sounds like That sounds like
0: completely from. fake news, oh. Sarah. Thank you for the call. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. <laughs> That's 855-450-3733. Hour number three coming up just around the corner. This is
4: Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs.
5: You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of...
6: Of Liberty.
4: Your AMP will directly change more lives by getting Free Talk Live in front of people looking for talk radio online and on the air. You can help by joining the AMP program for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com and getting perks. That's amp.freetalklive.com.
6: Free Talk Live.
0: This is. Free talk live, kicking off our number three race in studio. It's Daryl, Chris, and Chris, and we're discussing sugar. We are, and and not the southern style. Come here, give give Grandma some sugar. Not that kind of sugar. (laughs) And I I don't know if either one of you have ever lived down south or have any clue what I'm talking about here. I have. I can only imagine. (laughs) Sugar is basically slang for kisses. Come give grandma kisses is come give grandma some sugar.
1: (laughs) Or a term of endearment. True. Give me a sugar.
0: Sugar pie, honey bun.
1: Exactly. Sugar pie, honey bun. It's karaoke night tonight, by the way. There was a
0: caller in the last hour. That she calls in quite frequently uh, with one sort of agenda. Actually, two agendas. Public transportation and we need to tax sugary substances. Yep, those are her two big ones. But only sugary beverages. Bananas that have sugar don't need to have an extra tax because Mm. that sugar is different.
1: I will say that um, Sarah is altruistic. I mean, she... She believes that she, she wants to do good things
0: with other people's money,
1: right? And she, whether you like it or not, she thinks that you should go I along with it.
2: But for why the
0: why she hasn't just suggested we ban food? Well,
2: because she know, did call, she call she in last did. week. She she did <laughs> call in last week, week.
0: She did uh, suggest, you know, claiming. Uh, making claims about breatharianism (laughs) that there are certain people who do not need to eat or drink because they have gold in their blood instead of iron and i'm all about that yeah I, i want that so she again was calling in to advocate for this soda tax Uh, saying that the city of santa fe in new mexico is proposing one she thinks that it should be a statewide or national tax and we've already covered how horrible this thing has been in certain places and i
1: said that from from an economic point of view correct and and from a freedom of choice and from a liberty point of view absolutely right and
0: i said that you know for certain things it doesn't matter if you get sugar from fruit or from a soda. And she disagreed. And Chris, you, Thursday, Chris, you kind of disagree as well. And me and you independently (laughs) pulled up the same article.
1: It's funny. From
0: the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Right. Mm. And you read the part that you want and then i'll read the part that i want and i I think that you know this is one of those things to where we're kind of talking past one another a little bit yeah not necessarily disagreeing. yeah i don't
1: think we are but but i points yeah i i do think that that there is some problem uh with how much refined sugar we eat and i'm going to read through the first part of this article and you can pick it up at, at the part you like Uh, Sugar in all its forms is a simple carbohydrate that the body converts into glucose and and uses for energy.
0: All all of the forms that they're talking about, the lead up to this is they're talking about uh, glucose and fructose and sucrose and lactose.
1: Yep. Um, We wanted to explore the difference between these sugar types as a follow-up to our post about whether sugar drives the growth of cancer uh, which has received several comments, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to get into understanding sugars. Natural sugars are found in fruit as fructose and in dairy products such as milk and cheese as lactose. Food with natural sugar have an important role in the diet of cancer patients and anyone trying to prevent cancer because they provide essential nutrients that keep the body healthy healthy and help prevent disease an apple a day keeps the doctor away right and i'm
0: in no way saying that you know you should go on the twinkie diet because <laughs> twinkies and apples both have sugar that's not what i'm saying yeah, my at diet
1: all. but there was a twinkie diet and they found that people were losing weight on it. it was kind yeah. Of interesting. If you
0: <laughs> limit your intake of calories to a certain amount, it doesn't matter exactly. But there is oh, a difference of so how well only, your body processes I, things. I can only have one Twinkie a day, so I guess
2: I guess my diet isn't really the same because right, I, so I eat many can, Twinkies. A day. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: can have one Twinkie. Or you could have as many bananas
1: as you want. You can Google the Twinkie diet and you'll find out more about this. Okay, refined sugar comes from sugar cane or sugar beets, which are processed to extract the sugar. It is typically found as sucrose, which is a combination of glucose and fructose. We use white and brown sugars to sweeten cakes and cookies, coffee, cereal, and even fruit. Food manufacturers add chemical produced, uh, chemically produced sugar, typically high fructose corn syrup, to foods and beverages, including crackers, flavored yogurts, tomato sauce, and salad dressing. Low fat foods. We, we talked about
0: part of this last night. Right. Uh, the reason they use the uh, high fructose corn syrup is because of all of the subsidies to Jeez. corn and the taxes and tariffs that apply
1: to sugar, to natural sugars. Mm. Yeah. Specifically cane sugar. I, yes. I don't know if that applies at all to uh, sugar beet um, sugar. I
0: Man. don't know. Uh, Sarah has previously said that sugar beets are highly subsidized in the U.S.
1: It could be. Uh, I used to go to Idaho occasionally, and where my grandfather lived was close to a sugar beet refinery. Idaho, the sugar beet state. Holy cow, I have never smelt anything so foul in my entire life is, <laughs> is what came out of that plant. It was horrible. Okay, so again, we have uh, refined sugars, uh, comes from sugar beets, sugar cane, processed to extract, and this is where it talks about metabolism matters. How the body metabolizes the sugar in fruit and milk differs from how it metabolizes the refined sugar added to processed foods. The body breaks down refined sugars rapidly, causing insulin and blood sugar levels to skyrocket. Because refined sugar is digested quickly, you don't feel full after you're done eating, no matter how many calories or Twinkies you've consumed. The fiber in fruit slows down metabolism as fruit in the gut expands to make you feel full. And here's where Daryl kind of comes in, but there's a caveat, Baker says. Once the sugar passes through the stomach and reaches the small intestine, it doesn't matter whether it came from an apple or a soft drink.
0: Right. And that's my point is at a certain point of the processing and digesting of things, it doesn't matter whether the sugar was a natural sugar or an artificial sugar.
1: And my point is, is that that once it gets to that point, we're past the part where either the good or the harm has occurred. You you've spiked your blood sugar levels, you've increased your production of insulin because you ate so much refined sugar that it spikes those things.
0: Right. And then That's
1: my concern.
0: That there's and again, I'm not saying that, you know, oh yeah, just drink cola all day. That's not what I'm saying <laughs> I at all. And there are some people that are on what they call the paleo diet that they shun fruit because fruit has sugars. Right, so, even though it's a natural sugar, and your body kind of needs
2: some sugar to function. Uh, let me ask you guys some questions. So, there's there there's going to be probably different implica- implications to you know uh, the type uh type of sugar uh that's intaken depending on what your objective is. If your objective is to lose weight, maybe one type of sugar is. You know, maybe the type of sugar doesn't matter. Whereas if you want to live because you have diabetes, it does matter. Mm-hmm. Right. And if
0: you're an athlete, and depending on what sort of thing you're doing, so long distance runners are going to need a different type of sugar than, say, your 100 yard dash sprinter. Because one person is exerting a lot of energy for 10 seconds, whereas the other person is exerting a lot of energy for three and a half hours.
1: And and carbohydrates, and sugar is one of many carbohydrates, uh, offer those same uh, effects on the body. That's sort of the carbing up for long-distance runners will do. Right, so... So if they have a, that long that store of energy that they can slowly deplete. If you're a
0: long distance runner or you're in, say, a team sport to where you need to have some energy over several hours, you're going to eat a lot of pasta the night before. Whereas if you're a short distance sprinter, you're going to wanna, you know, like eat some bananas and maybe an apple beforehand to give you something. So, you know, there's that difference of the what and the how for various reasons.
1: For all us athletes sitting around the table
0: tonight. Well, I am doing <laughs> yeah. a half marathon in like I four months. I know you are. Congratulations. So I, I need to kind of, you know, do some training on that because it's starting to get warmer now. Yay. Yeah. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-3. This is free talk live eight fifty five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. From the most highly abused substance in the world to something that is not at all uh, uh, what, what, what's the word addictive. Sugar to cannabis will transition (laughs) that uh, discussion here in just a second. But before we do, I want to ask you to consider trying MyPillow. Now, you don't get to come use mine. You can get your very own MyPillow risk-free for 60 days. I've been using it for about a year. It's the best pillow I've ever used and why you might be asking well that's because my pillow is designed to the to fit to the shape of my body and hold my neck in the proper position. And unlike a regular pillow that winds up, you know, let's go ahead and admit it, winds up getting a lot of stuff and junk collected in it, dead skin, dirt, etc. You can actually throw my pillow into the washing machine, throw it into the dryer and it's still usable. Go to MyPillow.com, use code FTL to get your very own MyPillow at half price, or get a second pillow free of charge. And remember, if you don't like it in the first 60 days, you get your money back, minus the shipping. And the pillow itself is guaranteed to last you 10 years. That's MyPillow.com, code FTL.
1: So, uh, we were going to talk a little bit about cannabis and what's going on in Washington this Uh, First story comes to us from Reason.com. By Washington, you mean D.C., not Washington State. (laughs) That is correct, or uh, Washington, Nevada. Uh, Title of this is, White House expects greater enforcement against states that legalized recreational marijuana. Uh, White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer says says the Fed's mostly hands-off approach to states that have legalized recreational marijuana may be coming to an end. Um, White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer said Thursday that he expects to see, quote, greater enforcement, unquote, of federal drug laws under President Trump's Justice Department in states that have legalized recreational marijuana. During a White House press briefing, Spicer was asked what the Trump administration's policy would be on states that have legalized marijuana, placing them in conflict with federal law where marijuana remains a Schedule One drug. Under President Obama, the Justice Department issued a memo in 2013 instructing U.S. attorneys to take a mostly hands-off approach to recreational and medical marijuana in states that had legalized it. Quote, well, I think that's a question for the Department of Justice, unquote, Spicer replied. I do believe you'll see greater enforcement of it because, again, there's a big difference between the medical use that's very different than the recreational use, which is something the Department of Justice will be further looking into, unquote.
0: Yes, and the difference is that in certain states, if you meet certain fairly restrictive criteria, right. then you're allowed to medicate yourself with a plant. And in other states, if you just happen to be over the age of 21 and you have some money, you can use the plant either for medicinal or just because it gets you high. Right. And, you know, there's not really any questions asked. But here's something that I find very interesting is that alcohol, which is a much more dangerous substance, Mm -hmm. you can just go buy as much of it as you want as long as you're over the age of 21 and nobody's going to say anything about it. True. You want to drink yourself into a coma the state in some places will sell you that alcohol.
1: Some some <laughs> yeah. states will come up with their own and market it.
0: Some states will require you to purchase alcohol from the certain types of alcohol. Yeah, from from the, from the state. The state.
1: Yeah, uh, and it it is uh, complete hypocrisy. It's something that, that this is uh, crony cronyism and crony capitalism at work. This is what we get with. Um, where we're at and and lobbyists and and everything else present lobbyist excluded there. right
0: because some <laughs> lobbyists are advocating for more freedom
1: yeah I hear there's you.
0: not many of me but you know there, there are a couple you know so like the aclu generally does a good job of lobbying for more human freedom you bet but they do more than just lobby
1: exactly spicer referenced opioid abuse and addiction while talking about the administration's opposition to recreational marijuana
0: Okay, all right. Let's pause here for a moment because I happen to have done some research not too long ago, and states that have uh, larger or broader access to cannabis also have lower rates of opiate addictions. Uh, now, that's this gonna is going to be a tough one to. <laughs> th- this is one of those things to where you know it's not necessarily a correlation causation sort of thing. But in states with, you know, broader access to medical cannabis, doctors are more likely to prescribe cannabis as a treatment than opiates right. that mm. cause you know Can that contribute to
1: addiction, yeah. Vicodin and, and everything else. Uh according to Spicer, quote There's two distinct issues here, medical marijuana and recreational marijuana, Spicer also said. Medical marijuana, I've said before, the president understands the pain and suffering many people go through who are facing terminal illnesses uh, and the comfort that some of these drugs, including medical marijuana, can give them. But it's
0: not just people with terminal illnesses that benefit from medicinal cannabis
1: no and and you will find a lot of people um you know i i know a lot of people that have served in the military and a lot of them who have served recently uh that find that uh marijuana treats their ptsd much better than any other drug that could possibly get prescribed with less risk and that's a big thing
0: uh there's an ad that runs on the liberty radio network where montel williams Talks about having multiple sclerosis. Not a terminal illness. Right. But there are things that, you know, wind up being very difficult for him if not treated. And I happen to have heard the ad earlier today. He said there are certain days where his nerves are so raw that if you barely touch him, then he has, you know, just absolutely horrendous pain.
1: Right. And I I think you and I are we're getting into this discussion about, you know, whether medical marijuana kind of goes far enough or whether it should just be open i, I think we we both agree and probably all of us in this oh, room course. agree with that um but it is this idea that that there's something distinct and different between recreational marijuana and medical marijuana and one of my favorite quotes and i'm going to paraphrase willie nelson here but he used to say there's two kinds of marijuana the good kind that's the kind of uh, uh cowboy smoke and the bad kind which is that stuff that the hippies smoke." Okay, (laughs) It makes as much sense as saying that recreational marijuana is somehow harmful and medical marijuana is somehow good. You can't speak out of both sides of your mouth when you're talking about the exact same material. It's just insanity. Let's go
0: go to the phones, uh, actually, to Skype, where we've got Mike calling in. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts.
8: Thanks, Daryl. So I want to talk about sugar because this is something I'm very familiar with. So I have cancer so I I wanted to starve the sugar out of out of my body. You basically it, but it's glucose. It's it's not sugar. It's cancer cells feed off glucose and everything. Every carbohydrate that you eat breaks down to glucose. Pasta, bread, grains, it doesn't matter. Hold the so, thought. Hold hold the line, Mike. We'll
0: bring you back here on Free Talk Live. Your calls and thoughts. Welcome. 855-450-Free.
8: This is Free
7: Talk
0: Live, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. In studio, it's Daryl. Chris. And Chris. And we go back to Skype where we've got Mike calling in. Mike, you were talking about uh, the different kinds of sugar. So, there, and this whole discussion started because a caller in the last hour called to advocate for a sugary beverage tax. And now she doesn't want to tax your apples and your bananas that also have sugar. She only wants to tax sugary beverages uh, because she finds them to be absolutely horribly evil. And that led to a broader discussion about the way your body metabolizes various types of sugar. And, you know, does it matter if the sugar comes from an apple or a Twinkie? And, Mike, you were making a point about uh, the different types of sugar, specifically as it regards or relates to cancer patients.
8: Yes, but what you told her and what you said was right. The body doesn't know the difference between bananas and refined carbs. Now, as I said yesterday, if there's fiber with the sugars, so insoluble or soluble, we we can break that down. But your blood sugar levels don't spike as much, okay? But there's always going to be some because it's sugar. So it doesn't matter if you have sugar in your coffee or if you uh, eat a Banana. In fact, a a a a banana can have a lot of sugar. That's why doctors or, or people that know should say you should only have one banana a day. But here's the bottom line: it's about glucose. It's not about sugar. And alcohol breaks down into glucose. Grains break down into glucose. Pasta, everything like that breaks down to a glucose. So that's what and you have to there, start. There's
0: something that all of those things have in
8: common, and that is wheat-based. Yes. And and, and so here, here's the bottom line. I would love to go through Sarah's cabinets because I, I guarantee you she's not as healthy as, 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 as she acts like. Right. And I would have a field day because this, this is actually what I did to cure my cancer. While you're on chemotherapy, if you fast, it starves the uh, cancer cells and cancer cells have to um, um, ca- have to run on glucose while other cells can run off a thing called. Ketosis. So if your body goes into ketosis, the healthy cells can live, and the cancer cells burn, and the chemotherapy can, can target them better. So you can do this a couple of ways. You can intermittent fast, which means you don't eat for at least 16-hour time periods. And, and, your, and your body burns fat as its primary energy supply instead of glucose. You can also fast over over several days. So I went to a ketogenic diet. It was the most disciplined willpower thing I've ever done in my life. That means your carbohydrate intake is like less than 50 grams. So all you can eat is like avocados, wow. av- avocados and greens like spinach, uh, uh, kale, like 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 all all the uh, power greens, you have to eat lots of coconut oil, lots of butter, lots of saturated fats, and a moderate amount of protein. Because protein, if you eat too much of that, it actually breaks down to glucose as well. And so it's not even she, what what she doesn't even understand. And and I, I told you, I, I've said it before, she has a good heart, but the problem with her is is that she, she she doesn't even understand how the world works. And she doesn't take any time to look into it or research it. And and all she's going to do is hurt people. Because let, 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 let me promise you one thing. If I really clean the whole day, and then I go buy a Coca-Cola, a can of Coke, and I drink it, and then I go work out, I'm still going to be healthier. What I am put in my body than what she eats when she eats crackers, bread, and doesn't move and listens to the uh, radio all day. I'm, I'm, I'm and, I, and I'm in no way picking on her. I'm just saying it's about the complete lifestyle. And, and, and let me say this: Yes, your body does your blood sugar levels don't spike as much if you eat blueberries. Okay, which is which is one of the healthiest sugars you can eat and has the highest fiber content. As it would if you eat a bag of Skittles, okay. But at the end of the day, it becomes glucose to the body. And if you're healthy, you don't have high blood sugar levels. You don't have to follow that. I can eat five bananas in a day. I can eat. I can drink kombucha. I can drink a beer whatever it doesn't affect my blood sugar levels now I would say hey if you want to be the best version of yourself follow a really clean diet don't do stupid stuff right. but every time you eat crackers every time you eat bread I guarantee you Sarah loves bread it becomes <laughs> glucose immediately it right. it, 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 it spikes your your, your, your your blood sugar level so if, if we're gonna ban a can of coke let's ban all the bread in, 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 in the stores and that's what she doesn't <laughs> understand and and that's what those idiots don't understand it doesn't matter. It's all about the glucose in the body. Those things spike your blood sugar levels just as much as Skittles do, or just as much as Coca-Cola does. It's just, it's it's their own ignorance and it just it eats me up because here, here, here's the bottom line, man. It's a matter of freedom. I'm sorry I got cancer, but guess what? It doesn't matter what gave it to me, okay? Those people have the right to consume as much as they want to. And Sarah's going to find out one day she's going to have cancer. She's going to have a thing, and she'll be the first in line to the chemotherapy place. She'll be the first in line to the doctor. And all this stuff, all this nonsense she talks about, Dr. Doctor, doctor uh, Barefoot taking calcium carbonate to right. – uh, to, to uh, cure your cancer. It's like, no, Sarah, here's what you don't understand. There's actually people with cancer who actually have to live through this stuff and you're wrong. And again, I, I she she does come from a from a good place and and I, and I understand that, but those idiots don't understand what they're doing and all they're cheering this Dr. Pepper. Okay, I'll drink a can of Dr Pepper, eat healthy all the rest of the day, exercise, do 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 something called a hit training, high interval training, which is the best way to exercise. Where 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 you go really hard for like 20 seconds and then stop for like 10 and then go really hard. And what that does, that's actually the most efficient way to exercise your body. You do that, you drink a can of Dr Pepper, you're going to be a lot healthier than somebody that eats cookies, eats crackers eats white bread or any or any sort of bread so i i i that's that's it and i appreciate it i love the show thank you so much
1: thanks for the call
8: well hold on
0: well he just dropped off the line i was actually going to ask him some specifics about his high impact intensity training and compare notes on workouts
1: (laughs) okay maybe you could do that on your own time daryl
0: yeah <laughs> not you know, but he he does have a point that no you know, the, absolutely the, uh hit training high impact intensity it's one of those things to where it combines cardio plus weight training yeah and it's basically the basis behind the crossfit workout mm-hmm. and you know it, as long as you don't call it crossfit then you don't have to pay some outrageous <laughs> uh you know naming licensing, rights, fee. licensing yeah. thing And I I think, you know, it's also not CrossFit if you're not flipping a tire and pushing a sled. Gotcha. So let's get back into the stories from the White House, specifically where Sean Spicer is saying that we might need to look at the differences between recreational cannabis and medicinal cannabis because somehow they're different.
1: Well, and more importantly, that that the White House seems to be saying that we're we're going to continue to sort of uh, keep a blind eye towards the states that have implemented medical marijuana. But if you've implemented recreational marijuana or you allow that, then the Department of Justice may be coming down on you. And that's that's a real concern to and civil the, libertarians. The and Department
0: of Justice. Who are they going to come
1: down on? The government? Or are they going to come down on, on people. people, individuals? Yeah. Both? They'll do both. <laughs> they'll they'll. What what are they, they going to do the p- government? I mean they can withhold funding. Funding. Okay, yeah, that's that's what the power the federal government has over the states is saying. Well, so, okay. So well, if I'm, you want your highway, so I
2: should definitely go to my representative and say I want recreational. Yes. I mean, I want you less, should. You I should anyway. I want less federal money. Yes. Yeah. Can kill two birds with one stone. Right. right. So I like this.
0: We're in a donor state anyway. Meaning that more money leaves New Hampshire to the feds than what the feds send back to New Hampshire. Mm. So, yeah, let let them keep all of it. And then we've got even more reason to wind up leaving. Hold on. Yeah, I
1: don't like that either. I like the leaving part. Uh, All right, I'm going to keep going with this article. Oh, Uh, but before you do it, uh, the DOJ, mm -hmm. remind me again, that's the
0: branch or the agency that is... Uh, Just below the attorney general.
1: Department of Justice.
0: Yeah, and the attorney general, former Senator Jeff Sessions, who I believe said, quote, good people don't use marijuana. Yeah, (laughs) that'd be the guy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jeff, but good people don't tell other people what to do. And good people don't throw people in jail for doing something that they don't like This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. Possibly time for you and your thoughts if you call in now.
1: In studio, it's Daryl. Chris. And his brother, Chris.
0: And if you're going to be doing any shopping online, start that shopping experience at shop.freetalklive.com. We've got links to Amazon. There's Amazon US, Amazon UK, Amazon Canada, Newegg, and several other entities. And you're not going to spend more when you start shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. The only difference is the places that you buy from will send us a little bit of money. That's shop.freetalklive.com.
1: And to go back to our story, which was titled, White House expects greater enforcement against states that legalize recreational marijuana. Um, And we were talking about this. uh, Basically, Sean Spicer, the uh, press secretary, had come out and stated that the the Trump administration probably is not going to be as uh, welcoming to states that have legalized marijuana for recreational use as it has as it will be towards uh, states that have legalized it for medical use well, or have allowed hope, medical use.
0: Let, let's hope that the Trump White House is. More accepting of California's medical program, because Obama sure wasn't right. There were more raids of medical shops in California during the Obama administration than during the Bush administration,
1: yeah, yeah, we we don't get any consistency. and And if we were to look at the entire issue um, from a constitutional point of view, uh, nothing in the Constitution talks about this. Therefore, it would default to me to the Tenth Amendment. Ninth? Which means, well, you could say the Ninth. That is, the, if you were to say the Ninth, you would say that everybody has the right um, to smoke marijuana. And the power to um, do anything about it, if they decided to, would be left to the Tenth. Uh, the, to right. the states themselves. To the people and the states, respectively. That would be the Tenth Amendment. Right, but I'd never. I I just can't envision where this. I've never been able to envision where this is a national issue. And I it never should have been.
0: I've also thought it's uh, interesting that the Constitution needed to be amended to prohibit alcohol, right? Oh, yeah, but yet it doesn't need to be amended to implement the multi-billion-dollar drug war that's been in existence for about forty-six years. Yeah,
2: that's because they just chose to ignore it.
3: Yeah,
1: uh, you do it differently. You do Funny it through regulation. How they do that. They yeah. just you know choose to ignore things
0: that they want to ignore.
1: Well, you come up with a different way of doing it. This way, you do it through regulation. You go to the FDA and you say, you know, we need to have a schedule of drugs, and we think marijuana ought to be on schedule one. So you'll treat it just like you treat heroin, um, because it has, it is highly addictive, it's highly dangerous, and it has no medical use whatsoever. I thought heroin was schedule two. Heroin's schedule one.:
0: Okay, because I remember you know reading that you know there actually are some medicinal uses for opioids, and heroin is an opioid.
1: Yeah, right. Isn't but, it a- well, heroin itself may be on schedule one, um, but other opioids may be on schedule two. Yeah, we'll pull that
0: up, and while we do, let's go to the phones. We've got Nathan calling in from North Carolina. Nathan, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts.
7: Hey, Daryl, Chris and Chris. Um, I just had a quick question. Um, When I sign up to the AMP program, can I select a day for my automatic donation, or
6: does it just default to the day of my initial uh, donation?
0: that's a good question uh that is something that i don't know the answer to because i'm not the one that processes that uh that's something you should reach out to ian who is the one that processes that unfortunately he's going to be rather difficult to reach over the next few days because he's down in mexico at anarcapulco uh but i i would suggest reaching out to him you can email him yeah shoot him an email uh I do have some experience accepting recurring uh, contributions through PayPal, which I believe is uh, how the AMP uh, contributions are processed. If
1: you're not doing it through Bitcoin.
0: And well, even if you do a recurring through Bitcoin, which they're not, but it's uh, my understanding those are processed the same date. So if you signed up on the 10th, the 10th of every month is when those process that's been my experience accepting recurring contributions, but I don't know specifically about the app program. Nathan, definitely reach out to Ian. And, and what's his email address? Ian at freetalklive.com. There we go. It's very easy <laughs> and also on the Free Talk Live website. Yeah, so, excellent. Uh, thank you for the call. Let's go to Aaron calling in from New Orleans listening to WGSO. Aaron, you're on Free Talk Live go ahead with your
7: thoughts. Hey, uh, hey, uh, thanks, guys. Uh, Hey, about, uh, I guess it was about a month or two ago, I spoke to um, uh, Ian about my uh, case. He was doing a series on uh, judges, and um, here in uh, New Orleans, I was actually arrested back in 2014, and my picture was all over the news here, because I wrote some letters that criticized a local judge, and um, one of his family members went to the police, and they issued out a warrant for my arrest, accused me of stalk- stalking <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> through these
5: th- through these, these written
7: letters. Wow. Well, um, yeah, so uh, uh, that was in 2014. The case was uh, uh, dropped, and then the district attorney charged me with this old law that's on the books here called criminal defamation. And that went on for about another year, and then it was finally dropped. And the local newspapers here, the Advocate and the Times-Picayune, they wrote some 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 stories about it. Well, um, my my lawyer he filed a lawsuit against the city in federal court. And when I was speaking to Owen last, I, I, um, uh, I'm sorry, that's my, my my lawyer's name. When I was speaking to Ian last, I told him that um, you know I had, my lawyer had filed a lawsuit. Now the federal um, the federal uh, trial court judge had actually thrown my lawsuit out. And said that the police they have a certain level of Immunity; even if they violate your First Amendment rights, they have a certain level in which they cannot be uh, sued. So uh, it's on appeal now, and my attorney, whose name is uh, Owen, um, he went to the uh, U.S. Fifth Circuit, which is is also here, and uh, he argued the case before the Fifth Circuit. We're waiting for the Fifth Circuit's ruling to see if the the suit can be reinstated and sent back to the uh, trial court level.
0: Wow. Yeah, and the, the whole thing of, you know, they've got all kinds of immunity is something that they've granted themselves in a lot of cases, and in other cases it's things where courts have granted them immunities. I, I forget the various types. Okay. There's uh sovereign immunity, which is you've got this just because you happen to be a government agent. Right. There's statutory, which is you've got this immunity because some legislator wrote it down on paper right. and then there's another kind i forget the term for it which is basically you've got this because the court says you have this right
2: doesn't the doesn't the uh, government have to grant itself liability even like they you, it's not even like it has it by default it assumes it does not and then it has to grant it
0: no there there are certain things to where if and this is based on uh, various interpretations and case law if the government agent should have known better, yeah, then they can be held liable. Okay,
2: so that's a government agent I guess, but the government itself. Like a government. It, but it you, probably varies not from the level to level. Or somebody working for the government, but the government itself would have a liability, like, like a police department.
0: Well, you would still have to sue a government agent.
1: Right. So you couldn't So take,
0: if let, let's say officer Jones. Okay breaks into your house and assaults you and breaks your nose. Yep. You could sue the police department because Officer Jones did something, but Mm -hmm. you would also have to include Officer Jones in that suit, and they would determine Officer Jones was in violation of, he should have known better, and then Officer Jones and the police department could be found guilty for a civil rights infraction. But... Unless an agent is found, and this is my understanding, okay. uh, unless an agent is found in violation, then the entity cannot be.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. Agent isn't.
0: That's my understanding.
1: From a New Hampshire point okay. of view, I can say that there are all sorts of laws that do protect local governments and things like that. So we talk about this a lot in, in our town, but you know, we have a responsibility to keep up the roads. But does that mean that because if roads are not taken care of, say we didn't plow snow fast enough and somebody has an accident, does that mean we're liable? No. Mm. You know, there's a lot of things like that. Right, so. but
0: then then there's the question of which agent was responsible for not doing X? Right. Because there, there has to be a human that was negligent. Right. You, you can't just say, well... The city government exists, and nobody from the city did X, so therefore the entire city is guilty. There has to be a human that is negligent, Hmm. is my understanding. We'll look into that. We'll look into that, and Aaron, thank you for the call, and feel free call back on another night. The next several nights, we're going to be live from Anarchapulco. Well, not me, but Ian
4: and Mark. This is Free Talk Live. The Free State Project has reached its goal of 20,000 liberty lovers who've pledged to move to New Hampshire and get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Perhaps you're trying to figure out what part of New Hampshire should be your destination. If so, consider Keene. You'll find more than 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeene.com. Keene is famous for its historic, publicity-generating activism, as well as being the liberty media capital of the world. It's home to FreeKeene.com, New Hampshire's destination for liberty activism, news, and opinion. For years, we've been compiling over 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeene.com, where you'll learn about some of what's happening here and what makes Keene a great place to live. If you love liberty, you'll probably enjoy anywhere you end up in the Shire. But do your due diligence first. Please visit move.freekeen.com for the full list of over 150 reasons to move to Keen. That's move.freekeen.com.